A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. lads are busy dealing with the toll from the red wedding that has been the WWE in 2020. We are here by our Ica Pro Power DeLorean pondering what would happen if at least one member of this very thin roster were to get sacked. You'd probably have to cancel the show. The roster's that thin. And who be we? I'm a fake radio presenter without portfolio. Fake Geordie, our former cultaholic heavyweight champion, Tom Campbell. I am with the bear in the big blue bar isolation station cage. He is the head pen of cultaholic, socially distancing from anybody that tries to offer him a pencil because he's the head pen and he gets it right every time. He is Justin Henry and he is off of America. You know, almost two years into doing this show, I think now is probably the best time to point out that I don't actually use a pen either. I just type. Stop it! Yeah, it's, it's like the people have a right to know, all right? Furious! Next, you'll be telling me you haven't used a quill. Well, mm, I might want to sit down for this one, Tommy. I'm already sat down. Don't even answer that question. Hush your lips, fingertips, because we have a special guest with us this week, don't we, Justin Henry? Oh, uh, yes, we certainly do. Here to enjoy this um, this array of masochistic wonder that awaits us is our good friend and, and personal Photoshop artist, the one and only John Eiley himself. Welcome, John. Thank you, Justin. Yes, coming to you live from Isolation Station number 902714. It's the calming, soothing voice of Photoshop, John Eiley. Oh, wait, nine, look at this. Wait, 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 wait. 902714, I know that number. <laughs> yes. Come on, Justin, let's see if you can guess. No Googling, though. Are you going to break out of your station and beat up the boss, man? Oh, you got it. <laughs> nice. Yep. I, I, I appreciated that immensely. Correct. <laughs> so this is a very special week, uh, which we're going to get to why in just a second. Before we do, uh, Justin and I owe John Eilly an apology. We do, Justin, because this past week, John Eilly informed us that one of our requests 
for Photoshop Carnage resulted in John Eiley uh, getting a uh, getting a, a slap on the wrists from Twitter. Is that not right, John? I did, yes. Uh, it wasn't one of the photoshops, it was one of the videos I did. So what happened? Um, basically on... Oh, hang on, what is it there? Good question. Right, <laughs> on Wednesday night, um, I received an email from Twitter uh, with a, something called a DCMA um, strike, as it were. Mm-hmm. And it was just because uh, I had used the song Rumour Has It by Adele uh, when I did the Titan Tron of Alundra Blaze with that song put over the top of it. And I've taken the, the video down now, and I've also taken down any other videos that I've done as well, just in case. Um, but I will say that I've never liked Adele anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> what this does confirm is that Adele listens to the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. Yeah, because it wasn't just my video that was taken, uh, that was uh, struck, struck down. It was about three or four others with that same song as well. Mm. They were all featured on that, uh, that page, on the email. So Adele's a woman of lower stock, then, is what you're saying? I wouldn't even say that. Rumour has it. <laughs> I mean, when she did, when she did the song for uh, the James Bond film Skyfall, I mean, you won't get this, Justin, but Tom will know that we get some great humour out of this. To me, she sounded like the club singer that Vic Reeves does. <laughs> Justin, I'll send you a video to that later. I promise. Sounds good. It's a different episode to normal as well, isn't it, Justin Henry? Would you like to explain what is different about this week, with the exception of the uh, dulcet tones of John Eilley on the sound? Well, you see, this could have been a normal episode because we're actually cheating a little bit here. Although there is an episode of Raw dated uh, Monday, August 22nd, 1994, that we could have watched and reviewed normally, what that actually is, it is a condensed one-hour version of the Sunday Night Slam that aired the night before, which is a two-hour show, which has more matches and more malarkey on it. So we decided to just eschew this Raw and basically make this the de facto Raw. Mm-hmm. Running Sunday Night Slam instead, and we invited Tom along to a... I'm sorry, invited John along <laughs> to watch along with us because, I don't know, John hasn't had a bad enough week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is like getting ice cream cake for your birthday and finding out it's full of arsenic. Not inaccurate either. But what this means is that uh, instead of doing a standard review, as you are one to enjoy, this is a watch-along special! Yay! Woo! We love you! Um, So what that means is that us three are going to hit play on a particular episode from the WWE Network, and we're going to provide alternative commentary whilst you basically watch it with us. So, you are going to need for this particular episode... In fact, uh, Justin, what are people looking for? Uh, Basically, to find us on the network, you have to um, recite some sort of uh, ancient spell. (laughs) Because it it is very, uh, very difficult to get a hold of. Basically, you just go to the search function and take about an hour of your life typing in the words Sunday Night Slam, which takes way longer than it should. And find the show from Sunday, August 21st, 1994. It'll have a picture of Leslie Nielsen on it, which fills me with hope. <laughs> yes, very rarely do I see a Lieutenant Frank Drebin and cross my index fingers at the screen. <laughs> no, that was repossessed. <laughs> Good point. Now, um, John, you haven't seen this episode before, have you? 
I have it now. This is the first time I've ever seen this. Excellent, excellent. But you were, were you watching wrestling at this point? Oh, yeah, I was watching at the time, because I remember seeing uh, SummerSlam 94 with The Undertaker versus The Undertaker um, and all that sort of thing. I, I remember the... the it breaks my heart to see us the horrible horrible Leslie Nielsen skits because mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that man I, I, I love his films and to see him doing this and even when I saw what I saw at SummerSlam I was just like really? is that it? come on please give us something more but no that's what we got mm. deeply depressing times uh, just but can to... I also say as well we are of course with my good self being here on the show today we are going to be in meta mode there will be some point where I will probably <laughs> find something out, I will say my own name, and that's basically my cue to do a Photoshop <laughs> of whatever it is we've just said. <laughs> well, self-isolation does have us uh, all talking to ourselves, so it is understandable. In fact, John, I want a Photoshop of you Photoshopping. Okay. I want a behind-the-scenes. <laughs> I want to go behind-the-scenes on the Photoshopping. Okay, um, then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll sort that out. Thanks, mate. The, the glamorous life of catering to our whims. <laughs> you are looking for, as Justin Henry said, the uh, Sunday Night Slam from August of 1994. It is one hour and 33 minutes of your life you will not get back. And uh, Justin Henry, could you count us in doing a three, two, one, go? And on go, we will press play on the WWE network. Who the hell am I, Lois Shivani? Yes, you are. You are the. <laughs> you are very much our Lois. And I'll check me up on this, Lois. How big is Tony's dick? <laughs> That's none of your business. Okay. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> and away we go, everybody. Good luck, everyone.
Oh, we're going to need it. I just saw the nuts and bolts there at the start. That's obviously the show falling apart straight away. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, but this has the Slam Jam theme. How can this be bad? Well. It's got Slam Jam. It's already the best. What are you talking about? Okay, well, WrestleMania 27 had uh, Hunter entering the Metallica, and that shit still sucks. Fair point. Well made. Green screen. Oh, God. What is Savage wearing? Definitely not green. <laughs> Good grief. That is bedazzled to all hell. Oh, this is Jim Ross's... Uh, Jim Ross did WrestleMania 9. He'd been doing bits on Raw. He was being very much courted still by the WWF at this point. Um, yes, Oz versus Shockmaster. Oh, my God. I love oh. it when they can't quite get a picture of a guy. So it's just like a, it's a freeze frame from an episode of Raw. I know, it's fantastic. Just been him falling through the wall. And a special interview with Brett Hitman Hart. He's going to be hung upside down. <laughs> like Max Cady and Cape Fear doing sit ups. <laughs> I should have got a beer for this. I feel like I'm, if, I, if I go quiet, I've nipped to the fridge to go and get a, a bottle of Corona. Understandable. Yeah, exactly. Because Corona's dead cheap at the moment. I wonder and why. Now, <laughs> now here he is the embodiment of charisma and energy. <laughs> I've never known a man who looks less bothered to be anywhere. <laughs> Even this pyro is apathetic. Yeah, but here he is. Bang, bang, bang. It's like, pff, whatever. Pff, whatever. <laughs> you know, just, I'm just thinking I should have put Lex actually in the Lex Express when he asked me to do that Photoshop last night. <laughs> He wouldn't have cared if he hit Jen, though. <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> Is she part of Cotaholic? I don't know! <laughs> the brakes were on too tight! <laughs> and the bathroom door is locked! <laughs> so, you could check out... Did, did Jen retweet it? She did, yes. Excellent. Check out Jen's, twi Jen's Twitter. Uh, and a great sport. See her getting run over by the Lex Express. <laughs> so now, I think what we should do here with this show, as we see Crush make his way to the ring, we should determine whether or not we are more hyped for SummerSlam or less hyped for SummerSlam as as this broadcast goes on. Well, don't you fret, Mama Lips, because I have with me a SummerSlam hypometer, and we will monitor the hypometer. As the night wears on. Hey, hang on, let me pull up my Celsius to Fahrenheit uh, converter. <laughs> so, that, so that I know what in the hell you're talking about. <laughs> we should measure it in Kelvin just to make it really complicated. No, at least it's not like one of the old clap on what they used to use on their TV talent shows back in the day. Might be. I don't know yet. We need a Shermometer from the critic. <laughs> It's, it's been... It stinks. It stinks. <laughs> well, at the moment, the hype monitor says hype um, because it's Lex and Crush. It is a classic feud that is uh, back on our screens. A what now? Did these guys not feud? Well, okay, they feuded, but he's, he's a classic. Cla <laughs> Welcome to the Cultaholic Classic Feud Review. We're reviewing Luger and Crush. They have enough hyperbole on their side. We don't need to help them. Let's not encourage them. <laughs> so, 
So when I think, you know, exciting babyface main event, I think headlocks to start the match. Love a good headlock. John, best headlock yes. in wrestling. Oh, uh, Randy Orton. Oh, nice. Good shout. I oh, know he does a chin lock, doesn't it? Um, he does a headlock too. Do front face locks count? If so, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, we'll count front face locks. Okay, Hogan then. You're both wrong. The answer is Ed Strangler Lewis. Oh. Ed Strangler Lewis. The inventor of the headlock. Is that part of his epitaph? It was his... (laughs) Yes, his his tombstone is one tombstone (sighs) headlocking another tombstone. (laughs) John? (laughs) Yes. There you go. (laughs) So, so far... Headlock... Headstone, headlocking, another headstone. <laughs> yes, please, mate. Right. Good grief. Set the bar high. So, to the tune of Adele, rumour has it. No, don't do that. <laughs> Behave. So, if, my, if, if a Michael Cole were calling Raw at this point, and he had a throw commercial, what are you saying that Raw Mosey's on instead of Raw Rolls on? <laughs> Moseys along. There's nothing more hype than a show that's moseying along. <laughs> Raw shambles along. <laughs> Raw shambles on. <laughs> Raw staggers. Forward. Raw strolls on. <laughs> Raw takes its weekly, sorry, daily one-hour walk alone <laughs> with their social distancing from everybody. <laughs> Oh, I wish I was so. I'm getting. Do you know what? Nice bumping crush. As as at time of you listening to this, which is a Saturday night, I am socially distancing myself from professional wrestling. But this is going to be going out during a time where I am, as I'm taking the weekend off wrestling. I've decided, lads. Fair enough. It's just been a heavy flipping week. <laughs> Understood, man. Understood. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, just still <laughs> sad about the 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 shining stars. I think deep down That's you're more sad about about us, bud. Oh, I'm devo devastated for Dre Maverick. Devastated for Dre Maverick. Like West Midlands boy representing one of our own. I've met him. He did a radio interview with me years ago. We had Spud on Signal 107, and we played um, we played wrestling move or cocktail. That sounds a hell of a lot more interesting than this show. I'll tell you. <laughs> It really was. Now, Crush, now Crush didn't often bust out the red scheme here, did he? Not very often. No, it was, only, it was like a black and purple ensemble you normally wear, isn't it? Usually. I like how we're like talking... Elf. I like how already, like, in this match, we're already talking about what he's wearing. <laughs> Big fan of the outfit. Well, there's nothing else going on right there's now. There's nothing going on right now. You are absolutely right. Except watching the the Millionaires Club versus the New Breeds or a New Blood six years in advance. <gasps> it is, isn't it? Well, yeah, because they're both old. Ah, oh, <laughs> splendid. Chronic, 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 I love that. I was going to say Luger starting to uh, power up. Uh, you must be smelling the money from uh, DBS. Obviously, DBS is just sort of waffing the, the dollar bills about for him, you know, since he is now a part of the corporation, allegedly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Luger wasn't humble enough, so here's the camel clutch. <laughs> <laughs> Crushing, instilling some humility in him. 
I was actually like... thinking, as soon as you put the camel clutch on, I instantly thought Iron Sheik. Sheik, <laughs> oh, we all do. I'll break your back and make you humble. Break your and then... Hulk Hogan. And then I do the other thing we can't say on the podcast. <laughs> I listened to the um, Something to Wrestle With podcast, and they talked about um, Sheiky uh, being given money to break Hogan's leg. In, uh, in in his match in 85 and how Sheiky went to Vince and went, Vince, I love you, Vince McMahon. I love you, Vince McMahon. I love WWF. I love the family. I've been asked to break Hogan's leg, but I love you and I won't. Vince thought he was holding him up for money. So Vince went, here, have a pay rise. And then he wasn't. Sheik was just going, no, I want you to know that I've been told to, but I'm not going to. I don't want any more. Have more money. I said, I don't want any more money. I was just telling you. What a smart negotiating tactic. I know, right? It worked straight. <laughs> Vince, I love you. I want you to know I will not jump to AEW no matter what they pay. Here's five million dollars. You don't understand. Like, like, here's, here's my grandkids. No, Vince, you don't understand. <laughs> here's Linda. No, okay, now I'm definitely not leaving. <laughs> Poor Linda. <laughs> Funny because it's true. Oh no, it's DiBiase here to live in the live in the show. <laughs> Ted DiBiase wearing his lovely silk pajamas. By the way, you know we're in an awful era. Yes. I'm sarcastic going. Oh good, here comes Ted DiBiase to live and things <laughs> up. And any other year before this, I'm like, hell yeah, DiBiase's here. <laughs> this is what this is what they've done to the Ted, to the million dollar man, and I don't like it. <laughs> it was a, it wasn't his greatest outing was it um around about this time he was no. he they really tried to make him work as like an outside guy and a backstage guy but nothing really clicked with him he's not even phoning it in he sent a telegram <laughs> he's not even phoning it in he is he's asked his mate to drop it off for him Okay. okay, so what's the SummerSlam thermometer at? Uh, currently, we are um, lukewarm. I need a number for that I can measure it by. Uh, 0.5 out of 10. <laughs> so is that like 41 Fahrenheit, like 5 Celsius? I'd say, I'll go. I'll do it. I'll tell you what, though. I'll say it's going to be, uh, it's currently 7 degrees Celsius. Okay, that's um, that's a frigid fall afternoon. Just mild, just a little chilly. As is this match. It's so weird to come back, come back out of commercial break, and they're not in a rest hold, especially this match. I mean, it's weird because it's like there's stuff happening, but it's it all just feels like it's happening very badly. Uh, during the break, Crush hit hit a burning hammer. <laughs> and then Luger kicked out of the pin and hit and hit the Okada Rainmaker. John, first time round, what do you remember of um, Lex Luger? John? John? We've lost John! John, you're on mute by accident. Oh, I'm back. Hey! We thought you'd gone quiet. <clears throat> Sorry about that. It's alright, mate. I saw, I, saw, I saw the mic splash out, like, what? Yeah, just just uh, myself there. Uh, first thoughts on Lex Luger. Uh, I first saw Lex Luger back in WCW in sort of 1990, 91, when they started showing WCW Worldwide uh, here in the UK. 
Um, at the time, I thought he looks impressive. Yeah, he was this big, muscular guy. He was the United States champion at the time. And I thought, yeah, he looks pretty good. And then when he eventually moved to the WWF, I thought, yeah, he's going to be, you know, I think he'll do pretty good here. And it was just... Apologies for the language, but it was a wet fart. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Luger had very specific matches with specific people. It's like, if there was someone great, he'd have a great match. There was someone lousy, he'd have a lousy match. There was no in between. Yeah. He basically needed someone to carry him. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily because Luger had the look and could always get up for a great opponent and in a big match, he was fine. Just don't give him a. Uh, you know, Yoko's in there for 15 minutes on a WrestleMania when Yoko has to work twice. Yeah, and I remember um, also in WCW when he became WCW champion. And I remember hearing his promos then, and even then I wasn't very impressed with them. Even though he had, you know, Harley Race, one of the greatest men on the mic, in the yeah. ring, whatever, <laughs> to do with wrestling. And Harley just stood there and um, had like, you know, do his own promos. You ever see the match where he lost the belt to Sting at Super Brawl? Yes, long time ago. Uh, I haven't seen it for a while. Here's a little homework for everyone. That was Luger's last match with the company before jumping to w- to a WBF at the time because he was going to be a bodybuilder. That's and, right, uh, yeah. If you ever want to see someone give less of a damn, or, or, or someone who couldn't give less than a damn than they're already giving, watch Luger in that match. He stalls for roughly 8 of the 13 minutes. It is something. Yeah, I mean, and I... I can remember as well. Um, I think it was Jesse Ventura did commentary on that show as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I remember him saying at one point that uh, you know we haven't seen Luger in you know weeks or months here in uh, WCW. You know he's been very quiet, whereas things been rather vocal. And I didn't realize what that meant at the time. <clears throat> and then I found out it was like basically Luger's contract said that he only had so many matches left on it, mm-hmm. and they'd used up all of his other allocated matches. Oh, sorry, allocated matches, as he likes to say. <laughs> uh, and he's, he had, you only had one match left, which would have been the match at uh, Fall Brawl. And from what I can remember, uh, it wasn't a very good match. Uh, it's, uh, that was not a good period for Luger. It should have been his ascendant moment. But the whole flare getting canned thing by Jim Hurd, and it was not a good time. Oh, my God, what's this? What's this? Crush being offered some money. <clears throat> Is Crush going to sell out? I jump into the NWO in three years. <laughs> it's it's a, it, he's waiting for the paper to hit his bank. Somebody sent him. Trying, somebody sent him a PayPal. It's just taking a while to land. Is Crush trying to face? <gasps> face turned by Crush. No, brother, I'm not selling my firearms to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what he was uh, arrested for. Yeah. Oh, he's had him with the toolbox. Is this the match? Is this the match? This is the match. Jesus. That'll do it! Yes! The All-American Dream! What they should have done there, they should have left the money in the ring, have Luger pick it up, try and hand it back to DiBiase, and then have Tatanka come out. <laughs> Tatanka flies in from that on that fan-man contraption. Ha-ha! <laughs> I see you holding money! <laughs> Constantly the getting ki- rumbled. Uh, followed by the Curb Your Enthusiasm, enthusiasm music. Then, 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 then,
They're definitely there in front of the entrance way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. I like the effort that they've even positioned them in such a way where they, they're even trying to pretend that they're there. Yeah, it's very uh, wrestling challenging superstars. Don't you threaten us with this match. Okay, this is actually promising. Yeah, that, that, that could be a good tag match. The now furloughed Mike Rotunda, as of this video. Mm. Yeah, I know, how he, I know how he feels, actually. Uh, I've been furloughed myself. As it's, uh, sorry to hear that, but at least I'm, I'm sure your company isn't concerned about profit margins. No, no, we're, uh, we're they're pretty good with it, actually. We um, we will still be getting paid just at the sort of a, a reduced rate, as it were. Um, but uh, our company is looking out for us. Um, and you have said that as soon as everything is you know up and running again, they will have us back in the office, and I, for one, will be thrilled with that. Well, well hopefully you're on your feet again soon, and then everything returns to normal before long. Yeah, all of us. exactly. Yeah, th this is the thing I want to talk about here. They're saying that later on they're going to have a, a call-in segment. Okay, mm -hmm. is this not a precursor to uh, what was it? WWF Livewire or something? It was called. Mm -hmm. I think this was. You know, was this them just? Was this Vince just testing the waters? I, I don't know what the deal was with this. No, why they tie? It's a Dusty Rhodes bow tie. That's a beautiful bow tie. It's very, very many mouses. You've got the polka dots on, baby. It's your American yeah, Dusty Rhodes. You got the polka dots, baby. <sighs> I'm gonna need a standing eight count after all these segments. <laughs> <laughs> It's been that long since you, me, and Matthew watched this garbage, Tom. It's been a while, hasn't it? <sighs> Why? Does it ever confirm that it was actually Marty Jannetty uh, doing the Ascension? No, that was, that was Connor you? and um... Victor. <laughs> Victor. Victor. <laughs> Victor. Oh, Victor's also the Lone Ranger's nephew's horse. <laughs> For those of you who've seen a Christmas story. Nice. There's Paul. I Paul I was listening to um Pritchard talk about Paul Bearer and he sounds like quite a lovely guy. He was. Um I've actually seen a, a video that he did with um <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, Jim Cornette. They're sitting doing an interview together. And yeah. he comes across so humble in that video. It's he said, like, you know, I He's always saying throughout the whole thing, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I've been blessed. You know, I, it was a blessing to actually meet this guy and this sort of thing. Um, he comes across as like a really decent, genuine bloke. Mm -hmm. I love how everyone's from New York here. Oh, I love it. We've been all around the world. Hey, The Undertaker, he was in my barbers. And all over the world, it's to Italy. Hey, The Undertaker, he was having a pizza. To England. Hey, The Undertaker, he was at the park. To Buenos Aires. Hey. Yo, Undertaker came at my body shop. But... <laughs> all over oh, the world. That, was that one guy in the, was that one guy at that restaurant that had the sign behind me that said, 
is a cream of potato and bacon, and now I'm hungry. Oh, nom, nom, nom. I don't know whether you're the same, lads, but I feel like all I've done since lockdown is eat. Well, I've been not... too bad, actually. I've been limiting myself. Yeah, oh, no, you... it, no, is this Brian Lee? Or, as I once had a discussion with someone about, and I swear, Blaine, this is true, they said that Kevin Nash claimed to be the underfaker. No, that's BS. Yeah, no, that's what I said. But the person I was speaking to was like, no, no, Kevin Nash himself has said that he was the underfaker. And I was like, why would he do that? Why would you say you're one of the worst gimmicks in wrestling? Mm-hmm. Nash also claimed to take on a jump ship at WWE in 2000. I mean, nah. even with my bad knees, I could still move quicker than The Undertaker as uh, <laughs> what uh, Kevin Nash ever could. Well, at this point, Nash was still fairly mobile. The worst hadn't set in quite yet. I, I like the front lighting of Bear. Yeah. I look so in front of the fridge. Every, everything about Bear was just brilliant. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about him was uh, when he got encased in concrete. Oh, well, that's... That, that was unfortunate. And confusing. Just a tad. Paul Bear's best run was when he shaved the mustache and let his hair go back to being blonde, and he, and, and he was calling Taker a murderer like some Tennessee Williams villain. <laughs> You're a murderer, Undertaker! You're a murderer! Kane's alive, Undertaker! Kane's alive! I slept with his mother. I <laughs> oh, did, didn't he? I'd very hard to resist him. Oh, yeah, because that was when he had the air uh, conversation. I think it was with Jerry Lawler backstage. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barrow was... What's the word for? Quite descriptive. Yeah, he was quite candid in what he was uh, saying about mm-hmm. what he did with The Undertaker's mother on the night of conception. Well, she came on to me. <laughs> there I was with the embalming fluid. <laughs> What can I say? I'm ahead of the ladies! I can wait to cover that in five years with Tom. <laughs> Mate, we bloody do, don't we? We'll, okay, I so... promise you we'll get you in for the concrete crit match. You can you can endure that with us. Oh, cheers, thanks. You're welcome, man. <laughs> okay, so now we're... We were at seven Celsius before, so where are we at now? Right now, we are at six, but then Bigelow's come out, and it's tipping back towards seven, so I'd say a 6.5. So I like Bigelow. Ted's back out for the second time in the space of 22 minutes. He has been in three segments on this show. Uh, Wendy Biasi Yeah, was- oh yeah, uh- yeah, let's do a time check. It's now 23.08 or 9.10. Thank you, John. Oh, look at these boys! Yes! Multicoloured lads! Multicoloured lads! Far Volley is Dayglow and he'll beat up the kids. Not the children. And also, they're the just uh, leaving the ring. Uh, the now late Howard Finkel. May you rest in peace. Oh, we lost right. Fink this week. Bloody hell, that broke my arm. Yeah, was, that was sad. I mean, 69 is just not an age to die at. It's too young. Certainly. But think on this, right? Fink has voiced every major turning point in wrestling. I would say. At least, just about. At least of like the 80s and the 90s and some of the noughties. 
Hey, grab a new time cube because uh, my time froze up there for a second. Could you? Uh... It's uh, 24 03, You should be seeing some chubby hands in the crowd holding up one, two, threes just a second ago. <laughs> if you're following at home. If they are your chubby hands, then uh, it was Matthew Gregg that Oof. said that. Did <laughs> you have a kid landed there? Yeah, he, that was the thing with Waltman. It was that you know he would bend and twist himself, and be like, you know it's a wonder he lasted so long as he did. Well, he's uh, he'd use the old chair as you know he knew how to fall or knew how to land or whatever, but he was good at what he did. Oh yeah, he, he sold it well. Not without a share of injuries though, because he's. <laughs> I love that move, I kid. Blocked a flapjack into a drop kick. Yeah. yeah this landing here. Jeepers. Owie. I take a level all day. It's like Sting Vader, but more aerodynamic. True, yes. There was another big man that uh, Vince ruined in Vader. Um, yes, because she should she, have been Mastodon, pal. <sighs> Vince wanted to call him the Mastodon, didn't he? He wanted to drop the Vader thing and just call him the Mastodon. He did, yeah. I seem to remember. It became a, a nickname of him, as it were. Which wasn't a bad nickname. It's certainly worse. Like Mantar. Mantar's a pretty bad one. <laughs> Here's Bob Holly, who we saw in the uh, Raw for All Dark Side of the Ring, not fresh interviews, but archive footage. Yeah, that was Mark. a that was an interesting episode to watch. That really depressing to see Draws in his current state. Yeah, that was. Um, but uh, I, I've got to admit, I'm really enjoying the series. I haven't watched the Benoit one yet. Um, I'm trying to bring myself to watch it. Uh, for me, it wasn't as as disturbing as I could. I think it's because I knew all the details already, so it wasn't like it was like really hitting me as with the, with the shock factor of it all. Because I'm kind of okay. Yeah. I mean, there's probably going to be some stuff in there that I've never heard I mean, before. So it's a little dark and heavy, obviously. Yeah. It's, I watched but, a snooker one this week. That's um. Yeah, I, I watched that one the other week as well, and. Uh, That'll infuriate you. That's yeah. You, you, you know, is it true that Vince said to the, the family, you know, sorry for your loss? Will twenty five thousand dollars be enough? That's what the one sister claimed. Yeah, that's that. That's law. So basically, this conversation right now should be lowering our urge to watch temperature ninety four, right? Yeah, we're. Tom, what's we're, the new temperature now? Uh, the temperature is about <laughs> five degrees right now and dropping quite drastically. Okay, so we're still not quite wintry yet, but getting closer. We're getting close to the winter ebbs, <laughs> basically. If I could just as well point out to uh, the fans listening, if you want something a little bit more lighthearted than the dark side of the ring, may I suggest you check out the Cultaholic War Story series, written by Justin Henry, produced, well, presented by uh, young Sam, and uh, they are absolutely brilliant. Checks yeah, in the I mail. enjoyed every single one of them. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying them. I mean, the last two episodes you've done, uh, the invasion that wasn't, and uh, the night the, the WWF did a, a show uh, before WCW would be in the same building. I never knew either of those stories, and 
I, I enjoy hearing all these sort of stories, and they were really good in, good to listen to. Well, first off, thank you for that. Um, very kind. Myself, Sam Driver, and Andrew Johnson uh, worked very hard on that series, especially Andrew, and just the editing time it takes to put the whole thing together. Um, but yeah, that was our series finale. For, I mean, I'm sorry, season finale for now. We will be revisiting more stories later on in the year, but for now we got to move on to other, some other series that we, that we have uh, in our itinerary. But yes, the war stories, a lot of fun to put together, and I'm happy to bring up some of the uh, somewhat lesser-known stories, like the ones you just mentioned there, with the uh, New York invasion and um, the ones with the Russell War 89, as we see uh, Bray Wyatt's father holding... Uh, one, two, three, kid in the chin lock here. No, I mean no, they've been excellent series. I will, I will add my voice to this and say I very much enjoyed them as well. Much appreciated, Tom. Also, been, also been enjoying the uh, the three days in April two thousand that you put up. Thank you. Uh, the new episode is coming. It just everything got a bit hectic this week, so we got bumped back a bit. But we have episodes two and three of three nights dropping on the podcast feed next week. So double whammy next week. Watch them already. Like the right answer. Like a big, like a big flexing. Oh, I, I love right, and and OSW agree with me on this. I love it when a big man with no real muscle to be seen does the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to argue earthquake. with Bam Bam. Oh, earthquake's gun show is the best. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what's the phrase I'm thinking of? Somebody call a vet because those pythons look sick. <laughs> <laughs> Call the Queen. Those swans are sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for what he lacks in muscle definition, he more makes it for an, act, an actual strength. Yeah. Nothing nothing cosmetic there. I always remember Jesse Ventura when Vader did the gun show. Jesse Ventura always going, lot of definition, not a lot of definition, but plenty of mass. Well, that's a good call. It's a good call. He said plenty of ass. Mass. <laughs> oh, they, uh, uh, <laughs> Jesse Ventura uh, uh, going, that's some great ass. Did... <laughs> some great ass, McMahon. Here's some conspiracies. You know why? <laughs> what if the government created the coronavirus as a way to keep us obedient and indoors? Think oh, about it, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the old, this is old Mike Rotunda. And, and he does the AA. Cena stole the AA. That's why Wyatt feud with Cena. He stole his dad's move. Ah, that's where it came from. Sneaky. Yeah, Iris from the Firefly No Fun Whatsoever house. <laughs> <laughs> also known as the tax office. <laughs> the Firefly <Yeah>. tax office. <laughs> I've already done that once, so don't ask again. We're really glad you filed on time. Because if you didn't, it would be a federal crime. <laughs> oh, very good, Tom. Well done. <laughs> Tax things. I often think there should have been a British version called HMRC. They put a lean on a, a Ramla Rabbit's hole. I as well. Look at the referee is. Oh, it's a shimmel! Bloody hellfire! Look at this, right? This is ridiculous. 1994. There are four people in the ring right now. In 2020, um, 
Two of them have just been released from the company. Two of the yeah, two have just been released from the company. One was about to go into the Hall of Fame for the second time. Wait, IRS and who's the other? <laughs> one? Oh, oh, Kyoto. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Bob Ollie. You realize the only person involved in this match in any way that is currently employed by major promotion is the oldest one, Jim Ross. That's a very good shout. Oh, wrestling, you are weird. Actually, there was something... Um, I, I saw a video on YouTube the other day. Um, an official one from WWE. It was Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter reviewing their match from WrestleMania 7. Oh. And, yeah, and someone in the comments... as I was, I was trying to browse through them for some reason. And uh, in the comments, someone said, you do realise that these two are the... Um, the only two sort of living guys from the earlier the, the, their match at WrestleMania 7 is the earliest main event where both competitors are both still alive oh and I had to think about that and I was like yeah actually that's true oh yeah actually yeah Piper Bundy Andre Savage Savage Warrior yeah jeez it's amazing oh here we go big man moonsault I'm just, I'm just thinking now how that pans out over time. Oh, oh moonsault and a half. Like, if and when... Or if Hogan goes, he might just live forever. Your next one along the line, after that, would be... It wouldn't be eight. wouldn't be nine. It wouldn't be ten. Twelve. 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 <sighs> Brett and Sean. Well, we all get older, understandably. Oh, man. Look at... Now, what was the main event for WrestleMania 11? Bigelow and LT. <laughs> That's right, yes. How could you forget? We've got it coming up next year! Or, or later this year, whichever. Oh, it's later this year, isn't it? Oh, God! Ha-ha! <laughs> World's strongest slam. Oh. That's it. Wow, that was it. Blimey. Bob with a house of fire that got immediately stubbed out. That was a good match. That, 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 um, that took us up, back up to about six degrees. Okay, so... Still, still chilly. Still chilly, but not quite. Oh, it's um, no, not hot at all. Not hot at all. Not hot for the hottest party of the summer. So, well, Bigelow and IRS are getting a shot at the tag team titles, kind of. Yeah. There, now you you mentioned this last week. There is some conflap <laughs> around this. Mm -hmm. I think we need to get into. He walked where well, no other be... man has been. Plymouth. He's Six degrees, Coventry, huh, Coventry. <laughs> oh, Leslie Nielsen. The only thing I've never liked Leslie Nielsen in was the uh, Mr. Magoo film. I mean, this is a close second. Well, well you've never seen 2001 A Space Travesty. <laughs> I haven't, actually. Don't. Do not. Is it really that bad? Yes. Like, uh... It's as bad as The Room, but not as funny. I haven't seen The Room either. What? No. Nope. Oh, you're tearing me apart, John! I haven't mean, seen The Room! Is that the one where it's six different stories in one film or something? Is no, no, that no, one? It's, the... it's no, barely no. one story. I, I... <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, <laughs> Oh, John, make it your mission, mate. Seek it out. It's one of the worst. And it's okay. amazing. Uh, oh, here he is, 
Toad uh, petting zoo. Toad petting zoo. Toad petting zoo. He dressed tastefully. He looks nice this week. I was about to say I, this. This is an outfit that I would wear. He looks like he looks like Jeff Goldblum doing a real estate commercial. <laughs> well, uh, you see, uh, the thing is, uh, if you uh, buy uh, this house, uh, you will then uh, have <laughs> dinosaurs coming through, and uh, it, it, it will uh, call. Was havoc uh, and actually dropped the price uh, of this area. <laughs> By the way, I found out another reason why we can't like Todd Pettengill. Why? He recommended Michael Cole to WWE. Oh, somebody had to, didn't they? And now he's singing, it's gotta be Domino's. It's gotta be Michael Cole. Okay. Uh, I am so okay. pleased I'm watching this with the sound off and the, uh, the subtitles on so I don't have to hear that. <laughs> Incidentally, um, on the on the subject of Jeff Goldblum, uh, I can recommend Disney Plus simply for the series um, "The World of Jeff Goldblum" or "The World I According to Jeff was Goldblum." Was that Death Wish on there? No, I, it's. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that is, but it's it, it's a little. Every every week he lo- he looks at like the about uh, the he looks at different things and the history of things like coffee and bikes and motorhomes and it's just jeff goldblum's delivery throughout the whole thing it's amazing and i, I binge watched the whole series in one night oh god this tom please keep talking about jeff goldblum for a while <laughs> uh, also um every season of the simpsons is on there even the, even the crap ones and it's good to watch the crap ones and realise how good the good ones were when you do. Is what I would say. And it's also got the Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian's on there. That's very good too. Lady and the Tramp is a lovely remake. I like that. As although, although, obsessingly, um, spoilers for Lady and the Tramp. You have been warned. <laughs> Saying that in 2020 is funny. Um, spoilers for Lady and the Tramp. They, for some reason, I'm guessing they're morons. For some reason, they got rid of the spaghetti scene. Really? Which is the iconic scene in Lady in the Tramp where they have the same bit of spagooder. And they eat the spagooder and they, they kiss. They got rid of it. I prefer the version of the Simpsons. <laughs> I haven't seen the Simpsons version. <laughs> okay, yeah, so the, the, the Simpsons did their own version of it. Uh, Santa's little helper got, got himself a girlfriend and the two of them are eating spaghetti. Mm. They're eating the same <laughs> strand and as they get to, mm. towards the end of the strand and they're, they're close to each other, they start growing at each other. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so we got Brett Owen, Diesel Razor. So, temperature's going up now, right? Oh, yeah, we're, we're about seven, maybe eight degrees now. I'll, I'll, I'll go as high as eight. Um, okay, we're 46.4 in Fahrenheit for my American friends out there. That's still autumn-like. Hey, big guy. Hey, Diesel, look, it's my friend. He's got a picture of a bear. We're going to bring the bear as well. You're all in trouble. What, just now he's going to be at SummerSlam 94? Yeah, Henry's going to be there. I don't recall this at all. Oh, he's going to be there. John, can you yes. Photoshop this picture, but instead of it being a picture of a bear, could it be a picture of Justin Henry behind Sweetness? <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks, mate. Hang on. This is probably John. <laughs> so now the razor always Justin Henry, please. Does Razor always wear a uh, shirtless vest to the people's houses? Everywhere he goes, just, like, even to the shops. I'm trying even to think. He used to be promos. Did he do that, or did, was he wearing a full? Sh- I think he used to wear a full shirt when he when he did his intro promos. 
which I really miss in wrestling. They need to bring those back. Just Razor walking through the streets of Miami. Okay, so that's like three promising matches so far, ranging from okay to awesome. Yeah. And now we're back to. Ugh. Well, Luger Tatanka is fine. Sort of. Yeah. Could be worse. I would like Taker Taker. Yeah, I mean, certainly that, that match is ever going to happen, is it? <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> See, it's a tag team title match. Hedrick versus, uh, versus IRS. So, so it's happening. Money Inc. version 2. The, the Uso's dad versus Brian Bo's dad. It's weird, that is. Okay, see, SummerSlam is kind of rolling right now. Now this, I'm up for. I'm up for Nakano and uh, Alundra. You were really garbled there. How oh, was I? Hang on. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Tom? Hello? Hello? Am I still there? Am I still you're here? You're underwater. Am I underwater? Oh, dear. That's no good to anybody. No, no, you're okay now. I'm all right now. Yeah. Yeah. I went underwater okay, then. Okay. That was exciting. You're trying to drown yourself when you saw Mabel versus Jared. <laughs> I thought, I'm done, lads. See of it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the um, the West Coast Rednecks few from WCW about, what, 15 years early or something? Well, six years early? A few years earlier, the West Coast Rednecks. <laughs> Rap is Texas. crap? Oh, yes. It's a West Texas Rednecks. Ah, oh, Red Texas Rednecks. West Coast is a East Coast, West Coast Rap Wars. <laughs> yeah, we got Razor here. Okay, so I got them mixed up. You know? okay, and I, hey, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm saying it amused me, though, it did. Whole body's perfect. It's a bit. Uh, I think. I think it's the equivalent of say. It's. It's the equivalent of like the 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 TV announcer I heard in America, who declared that West Ham versus West Bromwich Albion was a local derby. Because they're both <laughs> okay, West. So. Uh, no. <laughs> I know, right? You couldn't be more wrong. See, it's all good. Yeah. Hold it against you, John. So it was amusing. That's all. If I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? Too bloody right, I would. <laughs> God! Did you see the shorts on this on, on top of Becker? Here? Oh, look at Becker! That's a good look. That is. He was doing the George thing long before Cena. He's going to skateboarding in 1991. <laughs> Go on, Becker. Yeah. I'm pulling for Becker in this. What about you, lads? Look at that tan line. All about that tan line. That is a look and a half. But why does he look does he look familiar to me, Becker? What's that? Becker looks familiar. Looks a bit like Storm. Looks a bit like Lance Storm. <laughs> well the hairstyle does anyway. He was like the third PG thirteen member. <laughs> That outfit, though, continues to um, add to my theory that when you're an enhancement guy in the WWF at this point, you don't bring your own attire. There is simply a lost property box that you just take stuff out of. I prefer to think that maybe uh, Tom Becker here is listening to the Pogues on the way to the arena. <laughs> I tell you what his legs look like. I tell you what his legs look like. The Hyperfunk Zone from Toe Jam and Earl 2. 
<laughs> you also look like the opening credits to Saved by the Bell. Yes! It's like bootleg Zubaz. <laughs> what bar is Becker? <laughs> so, Razor Moe beating up uh, Todd Becker's guy, Hyper SummerSlam. Uh, they should knock it down to about seven because it's Razor. It stays relatively lukewarm. But like Razor's Razor squash matches were always a bit crap because I got the vibe that Razor didn't really like. Like there was well, no pretty, flow. Pretty much the same thing every time, aren't there? There seems to be. Just... You, know, you would do the abdominal stretch. You put them into the modified STF there, and then you give them a bit of a kick in, and then you get them up. Razor's edge. One, two, three. I'll be it. There's no flow. He's firing up now. It's just Razor beating the guy up. It's kind of fun. I mean, it's not a Scott Steiner squash match, mind you, but... Steiner would just abuse the guy for five minutes. Which is always fun to watch. Look at the front row seats just emptying out. <laughs> they are not Todd Becker fans in the front. No, it's, it's, his family didn't come to see him all the way from uh, wherever Shane McGowan's from. Ireland! Dublin, isn't okay, well, I, I was thinking a city... I know he's from West Ireland. Coast. He's... Yes. he's from the Texas part of Ireland. <laughs> West Ireland rednecks. If we were on video call right now, I'd be giving you guys the V's. <laughs> There's only one thing I hate, because it's a bunch of crap. I, I, I hate rap. <laughs> Is he Russian? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, he's a very John... well-traveled man. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to a lot of Bono. <laughs> Oosh! Love the other big old top rope backdrop. Incidentally, if you're watching online with us, 45 minutes in and 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55. Here we go. And Becker's about to die. Weird move set for oh. Razor. Weird oh, move set. A... It's just been like. Yeah, he's... I think he deadlifted himself there. Jeez. But his moveset's weird. It's like STF, kick, 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 back body drop off the top, Razor's Edge. There's just no flow to his to his moveset. I always feel. Yeah, it worked though. He was popular. Yeah, I suppose. Dropped him on his head. What more in the name of love? Well, it was SummerSlam Eve, babe, in the drunk <laughs> tank. <clears throat> All is quiet in this arena because the fans are clearing out. <clears throat> oh, here he is. I'm Leslie Nielsen doing unfunny things for the WWF. Pay me, bitches. <laughs> so we think Tom, four and a half? <clears throat> oh, right now we're, we're down to three. Sorry, Leslie. Yeah, three. Sorry, Leslie. Domino's! Oh, oh, oh! Jesus Christ, say what? I could barely move in this room they've shoehorned so much in. <laughs> I'm actually quite proud of that plug for Domino's. I was just going to say, watch it be the Undertaker delivering the there pizza. There you go! There he goes! Comedy! Contactless. His. Hey, it's right. It did get cold around here. The temperature dropped. It really did. The Hyper SummerSlam. <laughs> it is meta. <clears throat> Vince going, Ah, oh, isn't Leslie Nielsen funny? Yes, until you start writing your scripts from Vince. 
I, sh- I should, shouldn't I? <laughs> All right, two and Yay! a half. Don't take me out to the uh, ball game. It's not happening again. <laughs> take me out to this lack of a crowd. <laughs> Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. This company's never going to get back on track as we are. <laughs> Lovely. Ball Nic- I'm having the con. I'm sorry, go ball ahead. Nicano with Luna Vajal. It's great the boy inherited the Orient Express theme songs like a rite of passage. Seems right. It's very weird seeing um, how that hair stays up. It's amazing. Mm. Yay! That's a lot of hair spray Ball Nicano uses. It's- a lot of hairspray. We'll, we'll put her head in the shino ball, though. <laughs> For a long time. Justin, isn't Heidi Lee your gym lady? Well, um, apparently I, I brought that up too much on this show over the past years. So. Yes, mate. She's got to come on the show at some point. I was told by people on the Discord that I, I, I have mentioned that maybe a time too many. I think it's more. I think it's more the fact that I keep bringing it up on your behalf. And it just sounds like you keep bringing it up. Yes. Uh, Did someone just do his uh, bull naka 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 thing again? Probably. I'm, I'm sure I just saw it there on the, uh, the subtitles. But yes, uh, Heidi Lee Morgan happens to be an instructor at the gym that I go to. Well, not currently. Wow, Whoa, what a move. Yeah. Come on, Heidi Lee. She did a poison run. Hey, we're getting her on the show. We're getting her on the show to talk about that poison run or nothing else. See, this is why I bring it up, Anthony. Get her on! Not you two. Look at Heidi Oh, Lee what a. Mate! How can you not want to talk to her? She's phenomenal! I didn't say I didn't want to talk to her. I'm just saying. Get her on for episode 100! Sure. Episode 100! She's a phenomenal athlete. Good! By the fact that she's in better shape than I am, and she's a. Uh, like I said, she's, she's. She's an instructor at my gym. That's so cool. That I can't currently go to. Yeah. Because, uh. State of the world. It's all very locked down. Is it her own personal gym, or is it just like a gym, like a brand gym that she just works at? It's a brand gym. It's a Planet Fitness. Ah, fair enough. I like the handcuffs on Luna. She's handcuffed to her, to her own elbow. Handcuffed by the situation. Paul Nakano was a great, was a striking visual though. Like in a in a division that is so weak anyway, to have someone like Paul Nakano there was imposing. What's really weird is you see her in retirement, where where she's um out of character. Obviously, you couldn't tell it was the same person. Really, really, like she's a she actually dropped a lot of weight. She um I'm not not that that's the only thing. But obviously, you know, her hair's down. She's not wearing all the makeup. She looks looks like just. A face in the crowd in some ways. It looks just so normal. There's photos of her and uh, her and Medusa, Lundra Blaze, at different like retirement events and just together. And obviously, you recognize Medusa, and you go, "Oh wait, that's Bull with her? Wow, really is surprising." See Heidi Lee kicking Whoa, out. She's, she's Heidi getting the push. Really, what I should have done there to finish that match was uh, have just Bull McConnor drop the leg and just leave the leg over it and then just take the pin that way instead of a, doing 
doing what you did. Modified Boston Crab. The walls of knocking, knocking, knocking up. There's the tap. Oh, she's been on, stopped dip. and dropped the by the walls of Nakano. Well, the tap wasn't a thing at this point. Right, that, that didn't happen until Shamrock. Yeah, the, the tap was just like a just like a, a, a bodily movement. They had to nod and say they're done. There's a match. I think it's Fall Brawl 99. It's Benoit versus Sid. And Sid forgot the, the, the times to change it. And at, tapping your hand meant it was over. So Benoit's got him in the cross face. And Sid's tapping out. The referee's got to ignore it. <laughs> going like, Sid, stop doing that. <laughs> sure, was, was, just... was, that the, was that the match where Benoit won the world title and then quit the next no, day? Was, no, that was a few months before, actually. Ah, right, okay. Sid ended up winning because that's why they couldn't stop the match. Sid, stop it. <laughs> oh! GAV! That looks painful. For the page turner? Uh, yeah, but... It's not being done on a table, so it's not as effective. <laughs> That's my favorite table move. Actually, Heidi's getting a push here. Heidi's like fighting on. She's getting a shoe in, but she keeps kicking out. Yeah. Yeah, she's resilient. Between Medusa, Heidi Lee, Bull, and Luna, you actually had a half decent division at this point if you actually push people. Yeah, if you actually put some effort and energy into it. Yeah. Did Luna ever win the women's championship? Actually, she never did. I don't think. No, she didn't. No. I know she contended for a few times, but um, I don't think she ever actually won it. No. She, she did be a Dwayne Gill at uh when he was lightweight champion, when he was Gilbert. She did, didn't she? That was a mm -hmm. thing. But obviously the title, I'm guessing the title wasn't on the line. Unfortunately, <laughs> well, that was during Goldberg's quote-unquote streak. We just kept on losing match after match. But it's funny we talk about um, intergender, bizarre intergender situations. The episode of the classic Smackdown review this Tuesday uh, features the, the arrival of the new WWF Women's Champion, Harvey Whippleman. <laughs> All right. Yes, mate. Hervina. Hervina. And it's the night the Radicals debuted in ring, and it all went wrong. Yeah, didn't uh, Guerrero bust his elbow or something on these uh, frog spots? Yeah. So their their planned matches all went to pot. Like it was uh, it was quite the time. How much amazing this match still going? Not, yeah, it's great, isn't it? This has actually been a solid showcase. Oh, she's biting her. She's doing all Pete Dunne. Language, Tom. <laughs> I know. Don't worry. I caught it. <laughs> well, you could also see she's uh, she's going a bit tashy in a Baszler as well. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I actually yeah. saw the the highlights of that on uh, recently, and that looked really horrific. Which one was that? Uh, the when uh, Shayna Baszler bit into uh, Becky Lynch's neck. Oh yes, uh... that that looked absolutely horrific. Well, Shane is but, a I mean, very horrifying person. It, and, it, and it definitely wasn't the... Oh, hang on. Look at this match. Could have an upset. It wasn't the worst thing that I saw at WrestleMania, of course. <laughs> what was the worst thing you saw at WrestleMania? The last man standing match. Oh, it was too long. Very long, wasn't yeah. it? The, I mean, it was like 40 minutes. They could have easily done it in 20. Look at Morgan. 
Go on, Eileen. I want this to go 40 yeah. minutes. <laughs> well, we're 55 minutes, 53 seconds into the uh, card, and there's still another 40 minutes left, so there's still time. I just think you should be a photo on Facebook if you were photo ball today with Oscar. Just see how different she looks. Oh, jeebus. Wow. Told you, way different. You didn't recognize her. You Definitely not. You wouldn't notice her if I didn't say something. I think this is the beginning of the end here. The prelude. Nakano off the top. Oh, Big link. Big, big leg Beefy drop. Beefy leg drop. Nice. That, that was a hell of a That match. was great. Best match of the night so far. Eat it, Luger. You're looking to hit a poison right on crush. Yeah. Yeah, what's the um, what's the hate ometer at now then? Right now, after oh, seeing Nakano, we're about eight point five degrees. Nine degrees maybe oh, a push. I'm gonna go nine because I'm biased for my city person. Fair enough, we'll go nine. Now Brett's on actually, so I've remembered there's a cage match, so I'm gonna put it up to nine point five. Alright. That's forty nine point one Fahrenheit. Um now, Brett's being interviewed by Ray Ruggio here, which is funny because Ray Ruggio is actually getting half of Brett's money. Is he? Hey. Well, there's a, there's a storyline back in the 80s when Jimmy Hart abandoned the Hart family. Well, this, is, this is from Superstars, not Raw. They shoehorned us in. But yes, the angle was when Jimmy Hart turned on the Hart Foundation and managed the Ruggios. He took half their contract money and gave it to the Ruggios. So any match that Brett and Hart wrestled, Jacques and Raymond got their got half their money. Ah, so it's in, it's in his best interest to make sure that Brett gets a big old push. Yeah, pretty much. So Brett should have slugged Ray right here and demand his money back. You know, six years later, and no one will get it at all. Is this the interview where Bret Hart calls the pay-per-view the SummerSlam? About to find out. Oh, okay. Well, at least he didn't call it something stupid like <laughs> the Summerfest. Summer well, it is called Summerfest, according to uh, Mr. Piven, Ari Gold. I went to, uh, I was at a wrestling show in Shrewsbury, I used to, a company I used to work for, they just hired a new ring announcer, and the first show he, um, caught, he ring announced was, um, was called Blood is Thicker Than Gold, and he gets into the, he, he says, right, go, he was giving it the big eye out, and he went, alright, watch how this is done to me, I was like, okay, cool, get to the ring, and he goes, welcome to Blood is Thicker Than Water! Gold! <laughs> Watch how it's Watch done. Watch how it's done! I certainly did! He told amazing. you. Amazing. It was amazing. Now, if only they could have taken that moment with the moment I saw at the North Wrestling show was that earlier this oh, year, no. when everybody started throwing the bog rolls at Shreddy. <laughs> that was great, that was. My, actually, I, I can't, I'm not perfect because um, I fluffed. I remember fluffing a line at a North show. I was, it was announcing an entrant into a rumble. I remember you fluffing too. Yay! Hey. And um, I, I announced, I said, oh, and the final entrant in the Rise Rumble. I'd, I'd announced a rumble for a company called Rise the week before, and I was just in autopilot. I said the Rise Rumble. So I went out to the crowd after the match and I said, look, I made a mistake in that. Could you all do me a solid? We're going to play the guy's music again. 
Can you all start cheering? I'll make the announcement again, and we can dub it in on the video on demand. Is that all right? And they went, yeah, of course we'll do it, Tom. No worries. And bless them. They're all faithful. I love them. They did it. Music played. Massive cheer. I did the announcement. I went, cut the music. Thank you. And he just laid it in over the top. They were so good. I was so happy. <laughs> I wish they'd been asses to you and just been like, like no. Yeah, just completely. Bo- I, I thought they might. I thought maybe they might, but they went, nah, we'll, we'll buck you up. We like you. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah, a little faith in humanity restored. God love the North Faithful. They are a roadie bunch. They are, aren't they? John came to his first North show before the shutdown, and uh, you got to meet some of them, and they are quite the gang. I did, and also got to meet uh, the wonderful Matthew Gregg as well. You did. You got he, he, Matthew hid behind you, didn't he, when Eddie Kingston came for you? Yeah. <laughs> he, he came right towards us. I was just saying, whoa, not me, mate. Not me. You didn't behave as you want. <laughs> I was terrified. Think about that, Justin. Thought... John was the last line defence between Eddie Kingston versus Matthew. And I'm not a fighter. <laughs> I'm a big lad, but I'm not a fighter. Well, you saved Eddie Kingston from getting killed by Matthew. <laughs> Oh, here's the line coming up, by the way. I remember this. Look at you, look at you in the crib doing a cry. The Summer Slam. That wasn't that. The Summer Slam. The Slam. The Slam that belongs to the Summer. Ray Rouge looks like a pallet between Ned Flanders and Dan Severn. <laughs> John. <laughs> Yeah, I was just about to say, John. John. Ned Flanders in the UFC ring, please. <laughs> Highly ho, Grace Arena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. here's the match I'm waiting for. <laughs> Strap yourselves in, boys. Red. <laughs> here's a young Owen Malton. <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> That's Seth. But that looks familiar as well. I'm trying to think where I've seen him before. Oh, Seth! What do you want, kid? Good luck, Sam. <laughs> Thanks for your money. <laughs> Support the company. Support the company. <laughs> Stop shouting at me! There was a great, actually, Matthew, John, did you see the thing that Matthew posted about Seth Rollins' Instagram video, which was so bang on the money, which was, it no. was, it was the, the scene from The Office, from the British office, where David <laughs> Brent says, it's the scene where David Brent goes, the bad news is you've all been fired, but the good news is, um, I just got a promotion. And you're still thinking about the bad news, aren't you? It's that scene, but he's changed the lives. The bad news is you've all been fired. Good news is I'm feuding with Drew McIntyre. You're still thinking about the bad news, aren't you? <laughs> and it was so spot on. I, I did see, I did see it, but I must have skipped it because uh, another one of my unpopular opinions coming up here. Oh. I don't like the office. Ah, oh, fair enough. Oh. And not only that, I can't stand Ricky Gervais. That's fair enough. No one's gonna, no one's gonna come at you. Oh. I did shock some people I used to work with when I said that. They were like, "What? What do you mean you don't like Ricky Gervais?" Because you know, the thought that his style of humor was something that I, I would enjoy, and I was like, "Nah, don't I, find him funny at all." I get why you don't like him. I get why people don't like him. Like, if you, it's, I, I kind of just, I 
sort of just don't take him... I'm not saying that you do, because you might just think he's not funny, which I totally get. I don't take him on face value at all. Like, I know... He, I think I'm... I like to think he's very self-aware that he comes across as an ass, but just kind of... Just kind of embraces it. Wears it like armour. But that's how I consume him anyway. Others are different. Guys, can I tell you why this company is having problems at this yes, point? Yes, mate, you please can. We're about to have a match in which Diesel wrestles Typhoon while Shawn Michaels stands <laughs> on the floor. That is a problem. <laughs> hey, the best wrestler, one of the best wrestlers in the history of wrestling is out there, but he's just going to watch as Diesel fights Typhoon. <laughs> Perhaps, uh emblematic of some issues they were having at the time. But this is Vince going, ah, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this beef, look at all this tonnage, look at the beef in the <laughs> ring, beef Sean's trying to have equals a, money. Sean's, trying to have... <laughs> Sean's conflict of interest hairstyle here, it's a, it's got the wet head mullet going, which is amazing. It's, it's business at the front with a party at the back. I was just about to say the same thing there. <laughs> Is it going for the Michael Hutchins one? <laughs> Hutchins is a party all year round. Need your job tonight. <laughs> Look at that tonnage! Look at that beef! Oh my god, the beef! Vince McMahon apparently is a is partial to big sweaty man. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Funny, there was a meme from our own company yeah. that uh, reinforced I'm sure that. Ross said something of that equivalent, but I can't be sure. I can't be sure. What What you're saying that the CEO of the WWE likes big sweaty men? I think so. Something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, along those lines. Lot of tonnage. Beef. <laughs> 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 Go on, Typhoon. Go on, Foon. He, like, if anybody could have played Giant Haystacks in a movie, Typhoon. Yeah, but he would need to uh, dye his hair and put, an, maybe and put another Typhoon on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favourite ty- I know we've all got a favourite Giant Haystacks promo. I know we all have. But my personal favourite is when he was interviewed by Kent Waltman on World of Sport and he said... Giant Haystacks, how how are you preparing for your match against Big Daddy next week at Wembley? Wembley Arena. And uh, Giant Haystacks' big Lancashire drawl went, Well, Kent, last week I weighed in at 38 stone. By the time I fight Big Daddy, I'll be 43 stone. So that was his plan, just to get fatter. <laughs> That was it. That was his plan. That was a great strategy. British wrestling. I'll be 43, Stone. And if you actually watch the match, um, as Giant Stax is getting into the ring, uh, Ken Walton says, uh, well, you know, uh, Big Daddy, uh, sorry, Giant Stax said he was going to be getting up to 43 Stone for this match. Uh, by the looks of it, he's more up to 47. <laughs> he was a big boy. Oh, he was... He was beef, all right. And I, I always, and, and I got such a buzz when I found the, the promo he did on WCW Saturday night when he was challenging Hulk Hogan. I was like, this is weird. Giant Haystacks calling out Hulk Hogan. Hulk yeah, Hogan, I'm, I'm, I'm going to heard... splash you. Like, why, is, why is Lancashire coming after Hogan? <laughs> when I saw Big... Daddy and WCW, uh, what was it? Loch Ness was called, wasn't Loch Ness. it? Loch Ness, yeah. Because uh, that's why, when I 
think of somebody from yeah, Lancashire, I think of the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, you think of a famous lock up in right. Scotland. That's like getting West Coast and West Texas mixed up. Like, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, anybody can do that. Guys, yeah, when, when I saw just... Big Daddy appear in WCW, I'm, I sort of sat there and watching, I thought, hang on, what, 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 hang, what, Big Daddy's in, uh, sorry, uh, Jane Hiss. That's in WCW. Yeah. When's Big Daddy joining them? Oh, oh, oh. Shirley Crabtree, what a time. Sorry, Justin, we're talking British wrestling whilst Typhoon is in the ring. That's, that's quite all right. I'm just enjoying the beat. Very, oh, so much tonnage. It's a lot of tonnage. It's a lot of beef. More beef than a local oh, butcher. Oh, Christ, there's so much beef in this match. Beef! Typhoon looks like he could be a have... builder from Liverpool. I did have a thought, though. Um... He did He did dress as one, didn't he? Did. He did. When he became the shop master, he ended up wearing... Uh... Jeans and shit and hard hat to the ring. Well, yeah, that was the uh, part two version of uh, Shockmaster after the bedazzled Stormtrooper helmet failed him. Uh, but I did have a thought. If they brought Typhoon back to this company as the Shockmaster and stole that wretched gimmick, would WWE have sued? In, 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 well, not because... Would they? I wouldn't have thought so. Unless they trademarked it. Well, I mean, it's like, why would you trademark it? Like, here, just take it, whatever. Well, didn't they change his name anyway? Didn't he become Uncle Fred or something? Well, they still call him the Shockmaster. But he, he did he did fall down a lot as part of the gimmick. Yeah, they made this gimmick that he was clumsy. <laughs> Which is a winner, if I've ever heard it. <laughs> and they did the, didn't they do the same with Eric Young in uh, TNA? Oh, no, they just made him scared of his, uh, scared pyro, of his own pyro. So after that rabble rousing, uh, <laughs> my rabble is well and truly roused. And Sean wet his hair for this. <laughs> I think Sean showered because he thought he was leaving and realizing that. That's not gonna match Kevin. No, no, it's more Leslie. We'll Neil. Stuff back it's on. more Leslie Nielsen. Okay, so we were cruising at uh, what was it, about nine and a half degrees. Something mm. like that, yeah. Celsius, um. If I can take a if I can take a guess, I'm guessing we're down to about probably three and a half. Well, four I'm now. being polite and saying five. But I'm being very, I'm okay. being very polite. Okay, so forty-one Fahrenheit. It's just dip. <laughs> and that and that crowd reaction says it all. Yep. We're gonna check in live when we come back. More DBRC. Oh, good. I was worried. Oh, here they are. Just chilling. I had that magazine that's down front with Owen and Nightheart on it. Did you? I probably did as well, actually. I used to get the WWF magazine quite a lot back in the day. I used to buy that and uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Nice. Ah, uh, PWI. How much... Why has Jerry the King Lawler got uh, the moment from Doctor Who next to him? <laughs> I've... I guess we're going to find out eventually what... what is he going to press it and just basically make all of this just disappear? <laughs> he's going to cause Vince to fall through the floor in a trap door. 
how much do you think this set cost? Because tellies weren't cheap in the 90s. And I'm seeing like 37 of them all piled up around each other. Well, I, think I think they were actually claiming to be in the WWF headquarters when they did this, so it's probably a production truck or something they're in, or a production room. Vince just said, let's be nice to our audience. <laughs> That's hilarious. How about being nice to your wrestlers, mate? So I believe Thanos snapping 400 of them out of existence in one day. Here comes the four straight matches that heel wins, which has you all hyper. Oh, here we are. Good and so, so actually, I forgot Razor won a match. Never mind. But it's still mainly heels. Right. Come on, Brian. The the underchains. <laughs> he looks a bit like the UK Undertaker from that angle. <laughs> Yeah, with the I, remember, I remember seeing posters of him. Yeah. The Undertaker! Are you sure? And the, the U, they had the UK 123 kid as well, the UK Kane. UK Rock? Uh, the UK Rock? I don't think I ever saw him. <laughs> there was a UK 123 kid. There was. Yeah. <laughs> what did he look like? He was the 123 kid, but if he'd put on about maybe three, four stars. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was the. He was X Park, but I'm sure he was billed as DX. <laughs> Six ten and a half. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's tremendous. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely Mark Calloway. <laughs> now watch. His hair will not leave his face. It's best not. This is Sonny Rogers. You know, uh. <laughs> Taker always stoops forward to make sure that his hair does not fly away. Just keep watching his posture. It's it must great. be very exhausting to have to constantly be like second guessing how you move with the ring. When you're so used to wrestling a certain way, and suddenly you have to think so carefully. Mm-hmm. Oosh. So keep your hair down. It's almost like he has spinal osteoporosis. <laughs> yeah. He's not bad, as Undertaker goes. Didn't Brian Lee sort of shoot himself in the foot by saying to Vincent Mann, oh, you know, I'm ready to come work for you whenever you, you want us to, even though he was still in a contract with Smokey Mountain Wrestling? Well, I thought it was a contract, but it was just a matter of um, he hadn't given his notice yet or he was still being used or whatever, and yeah, Lee kind of... Uh, I mean, Cornette brought him back anyway because he needed the talent. Yeah, Lee was a little premature. Did they I guess. not have like a decent working relationship with Smoky Mountain though? Yeah, at this point it did. Oh God, that looked a bit low. I'm sure my head's away from the. Make sure my head's away from the hard camera. Oh, yeah, away from it. Because the, his head did actually move away from his face there during the uh, the move. Using all the tricks they can to conceal who this is, or who it's not rather. It was a big green hefty trash bag. He's <laughs> trying to put this gimmick in. <laughs> Ted just puts it over him. Ted puts it over himself. I'm done here. <laughs> I've got it. I've got the perfect idea. Undertaker. Yeah. The Underfaker. <laughs> Boneyard match. Oh, don't even tease me with that. So are there two people who can help uh, Underfaker that... The It'll be released uh, uh, 10 days later as part of budget cuts. <laughs> uh, IRS. Okay. And Mike Kyoto. Uh, and X-Pac. 
Sounds good to me. I would like to start, in the in lieu of everything going on, I would like to start a cinematic wrestling company where all our matches are short films. Well, the house called Lucha Underground. I know, but I want to do it in front of no, no fans. I've, I've, I've several, there's several promotions I work for, and I've gone through all of them and gone, do you want to just do like an empty arena match or something? Because I'd be up for that. And they've all gone, oh, we'll think about it. I just want to find a company that wants to hire me to do an empty arena match. So are we actually watching this instead of talking? No, I was... Uh, <laughs> I'd rather talk. Actually. I was pondering my empty arena match. I want to, <laughs> I want to do... <laughs> ponder anything but this segment we're watching I'm right going to call out HD Drake Mickey the Dragon is going to have your life mate in an empty arena <laughs> in front of no fans because so, so, they don't deserve it if, you, if you're going to have an empty arena match Tom between HD Drake and Mickey yes. the Dragon who's going to be the one that gets to say the immortal words my eye <laughs> my eye <laughs> me <laughs> So, uh, about what, two degrees now, you think? Right, that knocks it down to two and a half. It's all right, because okay. I'm sure we've got something big to finish on. Well, that was all the matches. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now it's time for WWF Live Wire. We've still got 14 <laughs> minutes left. Yeah, we're at 116.54, 55, 56, 57. Oh, boy. More to come. So we're gonna have t- Kevin done doing the countdown there. Stay tuned for your main event, Stay which is what? just hanging around outside, outside the venue and in the WWF office. Vince has got a nice big flask full of gin. Gin. Vodka. And rum. Still poured in. And some stuff that the government doesn't have to know about. <laughs> well, I don't think there'll be anything in Jerry Laws because apparently he doesn't drink. Does he not? Yeah. Uh, I remember him saying in an interview, uh, drinking's not not a vice of his. That's why he's uh, always been fascinated with the women. Hey, Vince, you said Norfolk. <laughs> I don't know if that. Vince, is, Vince and Justin Robert have the same problem. They, they can't say Norfolk. <laughs> No fucking way can these people say the name. <laughs> I said no fuck. No fuck off. Yeah. Well, we know what you just said. Just check it. Senses. As in North. Actually, there's a, I've just thought. Um, I recently repurchased TM7, the wrestling simulator. You know, simulator the past Flip the time. Flipping, man. That's old just, school. Yeah. And um, I've got an idea. I'm actually going to uh, put Kip Sabian into my federation. And I'm going to change it so that when it comes up on the screen he's introduced, I'm going to put it down as no fuck. <laughs> what did you book in TNM7 previously? Oh, um, I was just basically copying, I think I was just copying WWF storylines at the time. I mean, I've written down a, a roster of who I want in my first Fed when I restart one. Uh, I've got a mix of all brand new in there. So it'd be interesting to see how I can set it up and that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, Justin did you ever do the um, wrestling games like the, the EWR and the like actually yeah I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge player of EWR in my spare time 
know. Never gotten to TEW because for me it's just I, I, I hate the lack of an actual calendar on the game. So I, I still play EWR. Yeah. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering right here about how effective the call screeners are. If anyone gets through. Oh, here we go. Janice, are you there? Oh, my aunt. My aunt Janice pulls in. <laughs> Oh, I, I, do you know what? Secret of the industry, I hate doing live radio calls. Because you never, never know. Never know be, whether they will swear or whether they'll be boring. Baba booey, baba booey. <laughs> well, I used to work for a radio station here in the northeast. I was the phone up for uh, the breakfast show. For Metro? Did that, yeah, for Metro. For, I did for a year. Oh. And um, I some mornings the calls just wouldn't be a problem. You'd get them in thick and fast, and, you know, you, you get plenty of good stuff. Other times, you'd be really struggling to get a call in. The one that used to get me was people who would text in something that was really good that you could use on the show. You'd ring them up and say, do you want to come on air and do your text? They'd be like, oh, no, I can't, I'm oh, shy. Oh, I hate that. Why did... I, I, I felt like well, why did you ring in the first... Why did you text in the first place? Oh, then? I don't like that. I don't like that. So that'd be how you met uh, Tony Horn then? No, no, I met him years before oh. that. Uh, the, from, from the first time he was at uh, Metro. Now, is this hey, is this Stephanie? Is it? Hang on, is it is it Stephanie? Well, it's from Maryland. She's from Connecticut, but she does sound fairly young. <laughs> Stephanie's on, Dad. <laughs> Do you think that Dustin Rhodes' little brother should dress just like him one day? <laughs> Dad, I'm going to... That would be his feeling as a performance. Dad, help me. I'm going to marry a man in five years' time that doesn't know how to play N64 games. <laughs> Stare. Stare. Oh, we've, caught, we've crossed the international gag line there. Oh, heck. The, street, the streams <laughs> have crossed. Yeah, for those wondering what we're talking about there, go and have a listen no, to the don't Cult of Holic Classic. Don't tell him! Don't okay. tell him! Give us, Let it be a mystery! Give us three rings, LA Gore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is like... Oh, what if LA Gore rings? <laughs> for the kind of a job. Oh! He never gave us three rings, did he, LA Gore? One of the first, things that, one of the first things that we punted out for on the Cult Holic Classic Raw Review, as we were approaching our two-year anniversary, Justin... Uh, one of the first things that we punted out for was for L.A. Gore, famed uh, enhancement guy who fallen off the radar. We punted out for him to give us three rings. Now, we didn't want to interview him. We didn't want to find out what was going on, what he'd been up to. We didn't want to disturb his privacy. We just wanted three rings. We don't care. Just to, we don't really care. We just, wanted, <laughs> we just wanted three rings so he let us know that he was all right. So just to ring the phone three times and then hang up. That's fine. We just wanted three rings off L.A. Gore. Okay, so this is having more hype or less hype for SummerSlam. Actually, right, I am stone cold for SummerSlam right now. This was a what? terrible what? idea. This was a miserable. Vince is like, I know what will hype everybody up for SummerSlam. Me and Jerry Lawler taking phone calls from confused wrestling fans. <laughs> Could you not have done this after SummerSlam? Did it have to be the week before? Uh, Quick question. Um, yes, yes. Vince McMahon. I think he looks a bit like Michael Buffer there. Uh, a little bit. 
rather buffer-esque. Yeah. Or Johnny Gomez from a Celebrity Deathmatch. Mm. I used to love one. Good fight, good night. <laughs> Let's get it on. Ray Rougeau could be Nick Diamond. <laughs> In fact, didn't Celebrity Deathmatch do the Vince McMahon's Steve Austin match before the WWF did? Or um, am I thinking or, or yeah, going Mandela effect there? They did it around the same did time, it. didn't they? I think they did it before because I'm sure the match ended with uh, Steve Austin cracking Vince over the head with a tombstone. Yeah, and he gave him a stunner and broke his neck and threw him in the casket. But I'm sure they were feuding at that point, though. Yeah, it was during the feud, but I think think they actually did the the match before the WWF did. Yeah, they did. God, this is like car talk levels of uh, energetic. Let's continue on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to Illinois. Oh, it's Jim in Illinois. I'm Vince. I'm Jerry. And this is the delicious dish. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about SummerSlam. And we'll be answering your calls for this torrid, very hot event. <laughs> See what I did because it's it's summer, Jerry. <laughs> Talk about Ted DiBiase because DiBiase has not been on this show enough. Let's mention him. We, when he's not on the screen, people should be asking, "Where's Ted DiBiase?" <laughs> Good use of Simpsons. Okay. It's like when here's another Simpsons one for you. It's like when Homer had or, or Maggie had Bobo the bear, Mr. Burns's teddy bear, and Burns wanted the back, so he went on like every TV channel trying. To Get the homer like convince him to get the, get the, get the bear <laughs> yes. back. Smithers, I'm home. <laughs> you got Irish now. Ha 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 ha. Oh, you, you are. Ha 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 ha. Yes. Yes. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I remember that happening. Vinny in Massachusetts. That was hey, that's when the they're... Undertaker's been in here. Hey, why can't the Red Sox win a World Series? As we can, you win four next morning, don't worry. <laughs> My Uncle Bob calling in. Hello, Bob in New Jersey. Hello, oh, Vince. Vince, it's Bob in New Jersey. I've just seen The Undertaker. Have you heard of this ECW? It's really, really good. It's more fun than your product. You just heard of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Well, didn't Paul Heyman ring in uh, to Livewire once and uh, cut a promo mm-hmm. on the WWF? Yeah, actually, yeah, that did happen during the, in the midst of the uh, crossover. Actually, the best Livewire moment ever is during the whole Ahmed Nation domination storyline. They had Ahmed on Livewire, and they had a guy call in and ask if he thought there was any racism in WWF, and Ahmed said no. The guy calling him was Kevin Dunn. Ha <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> Tremendous. Gotta love this company. I I do remember there was a um a moment on Livewire when Vince Russo was on and I can't remember what it was he was talking about, but whatever it was, it was making Jim Cornette basically laugh his socks off. Jim Cornette's in the background you can see he's just literally wetting himself laughing. Which is a bizarre given what we know now. Yeah. 
Hang on, we got more to come, Thank guys. God, oh, I great. thought there was less to come. I'm so glad there's more to come. Vince, you're a genius. Great. This is a great idea. Lord Bob the head of this great music. Welcome back, everyone. Our call end portion. I'm, I'm, guess I'm guessing that the area that they're in there, where they're doing this, um, is probably the old event center. Mm-hmm. That's all sat here. Yeah. Have you guys ever called into a radio station or a TV show? I have. Radio station. What yes. happened? Uh, I got, I just knew first. I'll see you. I got I got through and talk sports for a moment. Now you, John. Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. Uh, yeah, I uh, actually talk, rang uh, talk sport myself during their old wrestling show that they used to do with uh, Alex Shane and Tommy Boyd. Oh, <laughs> isn't that the same show that uh, Grado that was on as well? When he he managed, it was like one of his first sort of appearances. Where he was indeed, yes. That as he rang in and we talked about how to get into wrestling. Yeah, true. I remember I rang in, got on air, and I uh, was talking about the NWO going into the WWF. Oh. Um, I said I thought it was a bad idea that Hogan, Nash, and Hall were going in. Oh, that says that's a little controversial little statement there. Hmm. At the time, <laughs> I, I just wasn't really big on uh, Nash, really, to be honest. Still not, to be honest, if I'm fair. Um, and I was just, I just didn't think that you know bringing in a gimmick that at first was great in the WCW but then basically went colder than you know, uh, the, the North Pole at Christmas um, should be brought into the WWF CK mm. what, what were you calling in for Justin? that was a sports uh, local, local weekend show talking football it's like one time I did it it was, it was nice though I just I'll make a habit out of it though. What's better than this um, pseudo coast to coast AM we're watching here? <laughs> I feel like I'm watching like local election results. <laughs> Linda McMahon, three votes. Oh no! <laughs> in the heat, well, in the heat of the election for for city um, sanitation commissioner, uh, Bob Scrotum got twelve votes. <laughs> First, Larry Hickey only got nine, so we have the incumbent has been slain. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Laura's calling in from Florida. Hey, Laura, so you're a fan of the WWF? No, Mr. McMahon, I'm the arresting officer outside. We've asked you to shut down this operation three times now. There is a lockdown <laughs> in this area, and you are breaking protocol. <laughs> Let me get my friend, the governor, on the phone. Have some money, Trumpo! Hey, we can stay, guys! What are you implying there, Tom? I, I'm, just, I'm just telling two very different stories at the same time that are unconnected. Lola somebody's playing tic-tac-toe Oh, has he done a drawing? Oh, look at that. Very Mad Magazine-ish. He's like an artiste, is Lola. Is Lola? Yes, he is. It's the most creative thing that we've heard and seen in the last twelve hours. Oh, look! Oh, yeah, I remember this now. Man cow, as in the radio DJ, man cow. No, as in 
as in Mancal Harris, a landscaper from uh, <laughs> yes, Man Get Cal in! Polish. The man who would fight Jimmy Hart at WCW. This is built into a charity baseball game the weekend of SummerSlam. Amazing. But I thought baseball was on strike at the time. Well, yeah, but see, their season never ends as evidenced by recent events. And was also said in that really god-awful promo as well. See, things never change. See, this is where, like, WWF is all to cock at the moment, because SummerSlam is is days away from this. The final thing we're going to be talking about on WWF television isn't by SummerSlam, by the pay-per-view. This is going to be a big deal. It's, hey, Jerry Lawler and a DJ are having a baseball game. Well, well, well Tom, what you're not understanding here is, is that game is very important <laughs> because... The winning home run in that game was hit by Randy Savage, which is proof that for once in his life, Vince activated Randy Savage. <laughs> Vince played more to come. <laughs> Vince played his Randy Savage. It was it was very effective. I hit the winning home run. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Touch them all, Randy. You'll probably never get activated again. Steve from New Jersey. Kevin Dunn's behind him playing. Kevin Dunn's behind him playing Space Invaders. Tom was playing Galaxians on uh, his radio show I the other day. I was indeed playing Galaxian. Sweet. He's just busted out a bit of Galaxian during the time of our lives. BBC Radio BBC Newcastle, radio, radio for the North East. Keep me ticking over. Oh god, there's still 18 seconds. Oh, this left. has been a lot. This has been a. Uh, do you know what? If you're still listening to this watch along, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't want to feel like three hours oh, ago. Oh, man. So, I'm going to say about negative six oh, right about I'm, now. I'm literally. SummerSlam's dead to me. I'm going to not. I'm not. I, I had it ordered. I've cancelled the order. <laughs> I've got a refund instead. The temperature's, the temperature's reading minus 212, absolute oh, zero. Oh, man. Minus 212? My goodness, that's, uh, we're all dead. <laughs> well, there you uh, go. So that was, the, <laughs> that was Sunday Night Slam. Hopefully that took your mind off the wretchedness by watching something else wretched. <laughs> I mean, it had two worthwhile matches on it. Heidi Lee versus Bull Nakano and the, and the tag team match. But beyond that, it was 1994 WBF in a nutshell. Hoi, SummerSlam, baby! <laughs> We're on the road! Uh, thank you very much for joining us for a watch-along of this very special episode of Sunday Night Slam. would like to thank John Eiley for joining us live. John, you have the floor. Plug away whatever you're doing. Okay, I'm on Twitter, at John Eiley, G-O-H-N-I-L-E-Y. And uh, if you like the photoshops that I do and you want to say thank you and buy me a coffee, as it were, go to johnnaley.com forward slash coffee. It's K-O-F-I. And uh, you can say thank you there, like I said, by buy me a coffee. Buy our man a coffee, at the very least. Or a coffee, as some people call it. Uh, John, it's been a pleasure, mate. Always lovely to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us, mate. You've been ace. It's a, thank it's you, a pleasure, privilege, honour to be with you guys, but it hasn't been to watch this show. <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. Well, we got. We did. We did. Justin, what have you got? What are you working on? Uh, just usual call to holic matters while I continue to watch the 
uh, case total rise in this country, although it has dropped off a bit last few days. So, yay, positive. positivity will get us through the day. Uh, is a fir- I am a firm believer in that. And until we next positively speak to each other, he is at JRH Writing. He is at John Eiley. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. A lot of tonnage. Love you, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 